Chris Ballard only get started as they fill the coaching position, and they're no closer to doing that today than they were yesterday, which is just, uh, like, people are starting to laugh, Chris Ballard and Jim are saying they're starting to laugh. We'll just put it at that. Uh, we'll go through the punch list, Chris Ballard's substantial punch list this offseason, and where they stand in filling it. We'll talk about the IU-Purdue game, Hoosiers, what they've got to do to beat the Boilers. You know what? you got to get a lot of things done to beat the number one team in the country and the best team in the country. Like, there's sometimes the number one, and you know they're not the best team in the country, but there are sometimes when you got the number one team and the best team, and they are the same, and that's the way it is with Purdue right now. But I use still got a shot to win tomorrow. In fact, I'm picking Indiana to win. Pacers, they lost last night. It was kind of the opposite of what I hoped. LeBron James gets the bucket that gives the Lakers a lead. Was Well, he didn't get the bucket. He got the foul, went to the line, knocked down the two foul shots. So the Pacers lose because LeBron got 26. So he's closer to Kareem, but didn't get close last night at Cambridge Field. How's this? Is Breakfast with Kent for Friday. Friday. We made it to another Friday. Uh, February 3rd, 2023. Brought to you by the great people at BUSR. Here's the deal. This weekend, sign up, register at BUSR, and then deposit a minimum of $100 in your account. This is a sports gaming website. You are eligible at that point to win a free $1,000 bet that will be credited to your account by the time the Super Bowl rolls around. This is winner takes all, one grand prize. Only viewers of this show, you get a $1,000 free bet. How about that for action? That's winning before you play. Come on. Go to BUSR.com slash Kent. The slash Kent, oh, so important. It allows you eligibility into this, this channel only contest. All right, hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports because we got a full day, baby, and it's a full weekend. This is where sports really fun. You've got a great period of time in, in October where everything's going on, right? You got all four major sports. You got college football, college basketball practice just starting. That's a sweet spot. This is a sweet spot as we ramp up to the Super Bowl. NBA in full gear, all-star break looming, the trade deadline looming, college basketball rolling along, signing day the other day in college football, lots going on, spring training about to open in a, maybe a week and a half, two weeks in Arizona and Florida. And then you got March, like we love March. March is awesome because of the NCAA tournament. This is a great weekend. Let's talk about the Colts because the Colts are still looking for a coach and they really haven't gotten much closer since this entire operation started, at least not from the outside looking in. They've got eight finalists. I don't know how many are going to get third interviews, but some. We're going to find Aaron Glenn interviewed yesterday with the Colts, his second interview. So you got, you're down to eight now from what? Uh, an opening salvo of 13 or 14. You got eight. Now, what do you, third interviews, what are you going to learn in a third interview? We went over that yesterday afternoon, but for the love of God and all that's holy, sometimes too much information can confuse the process. Be visceral about it. Be, you know, not superficial, but certainly be subjective as you look at coaching candidates. Who is a fit? 
what will work here might not work someplace else. Yeah, you got your checklist of stuff. Like you, you've got your checklist and you, you, does this guy do this? Give me a grade, one to 10 on this aspect of the coach's uh, tool box. What are you doing? It's football. Knock people on their ass. Advance the ball forward. Throw the ball to open receivers. Block. Okay. It, it, it's, this is not brain surgery. You're not hiring a neurosurgeon at the Mayo Clinic. You're hiring a football coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Let's get to it. Here are the, here are the other things that Chris Ballard had better be looking at right now because these are gaping holes too, and perhaps bigger holes than the coach. This is a player's league. Players win games. We like to look at the coach, and we like to blame the coach. But was Frank Reich really to blame? He was part of the problem last year, but he wasn't the only problem. By firing him, you didn't solve all the problems. There were problems that need to be solved. Number one is quarterback. You have got to solve that problem, and it is not going to be solved in the same way as it has been the last three years, at least we hope. I hope that Chris Ballard and Jim Irsay learned something from the failed Carson Wentz experiment, the failed Matt Ryan experiment. And while the one year of Phillip Rivers landed the Colts in the playoffs and earned them an 11-5 record, a trip to Buffalo where they lost by three in the playoffs, no shame in that. It was a close game. It was kind of fun. However, you look at that, you say that's a failed experiment too because he retired immediately after the season and he was done. You, you don't hire a quarterback for a one-year run. It is really, really hard, Tom Brady notwithstanding down in Tampa. Matt Stafford, not, notwithstanding down in Rams. Hey, maybe it's not that tough. But it usually takes a year to kind of get your feet under you and then go into the second year and you can have some success. However, recent history would tell us that it is possible in, in a single year to get that done. And Philip Rivers the year before. So that's kind of like, that's three years in a row. Colts have got to get a quarterback and they need to do it through the draft because going out and getting a guy with four millimeters of tread still on the tires is not going to work. It doesn't work. It rarely works. Almost never. Phillip Rivers, again, an exception. You got to go get the young guys. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, make me happy as they look for a quarterback. Uh, you, you have also, you, you got to go get a wide receiver one. We saw what the Eagles did, making the deal for A.J. Brown, right? Made the trade for A.J. Brown and then signed him to a four-year extension for $100 bucks. That was a good deal because the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. You got to go get a number one wide receiver. That position all of a sudden goes from being a bit of a weakness to a bit of a strength. In fact, a substantial strength. Even if Paris Campbell leaves, You've got Michael Pittman, who might be as good a Robin to a Batman at, at the wide receiver position as there is in the NFL. And then you've got Alec Pierce, who may take a step up in year two that people feel really good about. He's got the tools to do it. If he's got the quarterback to feed him the ball, you feel really good about Alec Pierce. They've got the most expensive line in the NFL. That's another asset, right, that they've got. That's not an asset. That it, how well you're paid does not necessarily convert to how well you play. We found that out last year, right? But the Colts do have assets. 
they do have to get, you got to figure out whether Shaq Leonard's going to be 100% or not also. So that's kind of the punch list. Assets, you got assets. Uh, Andrew Ogletree is going to be back. I think he looks to be a dynamic weapon. You've got a fully functional defensive front. You do. You, you've got Pay and uh, Hurricane Dio on the ends. And then you got DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart in the middle. And those are two really good defensive tackles. Uh, you've got a spot in the highly coveted AFC South. That is really, really good. Because any team can win any given year in the AFC South. You've likely got about $30 million in cap space after they shed themselves of the Matt Ryan uh, experiment. He is either going to be cut or he's going to retire. He says he thinks he's still got football left in him. If he, if he is still uh, under contract after St. Patrick's Day, he gets $35 million. He's going to be cut before then. And the, the Colts, maximum, are going to be on the hook for 17. Uh, Chris Ballard, he's got to be bold. He, he's a short timer. So if you're the short stack at the table, you got to be aggressive. You have to play aggressively. You can't just, you, you can't throw in for the blinds and that's it and, and have, leave that table the winner. And this is a table with 32 players at it. This is a tough, play, tough table to win. But Chris Ballard has the advantage of the short stack. Because why not? Right? Make the deals. Do what you got to do. Have confidence in your ability because, hey, win or lose, hey, this is going to be a, this is not a long term destination. It would not seem. You're going to have to win big. Next year with a rookie quarterback, might be a little bit tough. Bernard Ryman, that's an asset. Could be the left tackle of the future. The last half of the season, he was much, much better. So if you've got Ryman and hopefully a more healthy Quentin Nelson, if Ryan Kelly sticks around and you've got Braden Smith at right tackle, really, you're one piece away. And that's not altogether bad. You do need to upgrade right guard. Can you do that from within? I guess it's possible. I don't know. Indiana, they host Purdue tomorrow. Huge game for the Hoosiers. And kind of a big game for Purdue. Purdue's coming in on a roll, having beaten Penn State at Mackey by 20. Uh, Mason Gillis feels like he's never going to miss another shot again in his life. Zach Eady is going to roll into no matter what. Zach Eady's going to be 7-4 tomorrow afternoon. You don't, you don't take away 7-4. 7-4 is 7-4. And, and even not playing a huge role in the win over Penn State the other night, Edie wound up with eight, 18 and 13. That's a pretty good night. What do you have to do to beat Purdue if you're Indiana? You need to exceed Purdue's intensity and their toughness. And that's a tall order because Purdue is intense. Purdue is tough. They recruit to it. They reward it. And there are consequences when you don't deliver it. That's how you build a culture, and Purdue's got their culture, and it's a culture of winning, and it's a culture of toughness. You have got to get in a stance, and that's part of the intensity. Purdue is always, always in a stance, and not just on the ball. These guys play defense at all five spots every possession. They are really, really good. They are really focused. That is a mature team, despite the fact you got two freshmen playing huge roles in it, 
and Braden Smith, Fletcher Lawyer, they do not play like freshmen. Uh, you got to hit shots. You can't miss chippies. Trace Jackson Davis has got to put the ball in the bucket when he's three feet away from the basket and he's undefended. He cannot miss layups in this game and have Indiana win. And then you've got to have Jalen hood Shafino, Trey Galloway, Tamar Bates, and Miller Kopp make threes. You have got to run. you got to get out and transition because that mitigates Zach Eady as a rim protector. And Indiana likes to get out and transition. It plays toward their strengths to get out and transition. So get out, push the ball, and take early shots in the clock. Most of the time... You, you kind of you want to work the ball around a little bit, make Trace Jackson Davis get a touch, and then run your offense. If you take a three after Jackson Davis gets a touch, you feel pretty good. No. You have got to shoot when open, and you have got to make the shot. Whether it's a 28 left in the shot clock or two left in the shot clock, must make open shots. you got to set good screens. It would be nice if uh, Jordan Geronimo was back, too. You've got to be very disciplined defensively because Purdue will work the ball and work the ball and work the ball and make you expose yourself if one of the five links in your defensive chain gets hinked up. You have got to work the ball defensively, or you've got to be disciplined defensively. Crowd needs to be off the rails. Crowd needs to make it really uncomfortable for Purdue, again with volume, not vitriol. Don't like yell mean stuff, idiotic stuff. If you're going to be mean, be clever, all right? But be loud and support Indiana. You don't have to dog out Purdue, but supporting Indiana with loud volume that has like a texture to it, it's so loud, is going to affect Purdue. It has to. It always has at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. And do not press. Under any circumstance, do not press because Purdue will tear you a new one if you press. All right, Pacers last night, they lose by a single point to the Lakers. They led by 13 at the half. They got outscored in the fourth, 28-18? Uh, what was it in the fourth, for God's sake? Um, what, a, what a debacle of a game. They lose 112-111. Uh, it was 28-15 in the fourth quarter. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, really good last night. Found out he's going to be an all-star. That is a good thing. Halliburton finished with uh, with 26 points, 12 assists. He, he picked up where he left off. Nice game for him. LeBron James, 26 points as well. He is now 63 points away from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. If the playoffs were to start today, even the play-in games, Pacers aren't in it. That's just the way it is. And they got the Kings tonight. This is a big weekend for the Pacers. Uh, 24 and 29 they are. And they are 11th in the Eastern Conference. Uh, we'll see what happens. The, there have been four Pacers to make the All-Star team the last decade. Paul George, Victor Oladipo, Domas Sabonis, who oddly were all traded for one another. That's a hell of a trade. And now Tyrese Halliburton, who had some passes last night that were extraordinary and really, really fun. Let's, uh, you know what? How about we celebrate some birthdays? Gary Tinkham, happy birthday, Dave Judson, Glendale Ogletree Jones, the great Dan Roden from WGN in Chicago, the great Andy Polka, the beer keg on legs, on two legs, as he was called by the UMKC uh, radio guys, hilariously, because it's pretty true. Gina Hill Lacey, happy birthday, and the great Bobby Bernard, the finest, one of the finest radio sellers in the history of Indianapolis radio. 
and the best slow-pitch softball pitcher I've ever seen. He was phenomenal to play behind. I love playing behind Bobby. Happy birthday to Bobby. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. I'm telling you, you got to be nice. Lift each other up. Don't pull each other down. We can solve all our own problems just by being nice to each other. Make each other a little bit happy. Not a bad thing to do. The radio show starting at 7.07. Go to WGCLradio.com. Hit click to listen. Can't wait to talk to you there. And today, Inside Indiana Sports Now, let's go.